0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bishke. Hope everyone's Wednesday is off to a good start. I am currently recording this as I have a candle lit and trying to really call in some winter vibes over here in Florida. It's about 70 degrees, so I actually have a, a little zip up on. I feel so embarrassed to say that, being a, a northerner. Um, but that's the case. Your body adapts and eventually uh, now I'm Florida chilly over here. So hope everyone else is having a, a good day, a good morning so far. Whatever you're doing as you listen to the podcast, walking, running, driving, um, all that good stuff. I'm just so glad that you're here. So we're going to dive into this episode. We're going to talk about emotional regulation what the hell that is, (laughs) and how we can control and manage our emotions under stress and pressure. So as athletes and high-performing, overachieving people, we have so much stress um, that comes to us throughout the day, whether we're training or outside of training. When our stress levels get super high and a lot's asked of us and we find ourselves Making mistakes or receiving feedback, things like that, opportunities for us to get dysregulated or to have an emotional response. So, we're gonna kind of talk about that a little bit um, when we're most prone to have an emotional response. And we're gonna identify, I'm gonna give you guys three tips that you can use um, to help you better manage your emotions so that you can show up as the badass, awesome, competent, calm, person that you want to be. Nobody wants to be the person that loses it on their coach or their teammate or their kid or whatever. So we want to be that higher self, be that version of ourselves that we strive to be. So how can we do that? Well, when we're managing our emotions and we're really mindful of things that get in our way that trigger us then we can we can really start to to do that well. So we're going to start to do th- uh we're going to start to dive in here. Um so some of the things that can get you dysregulated, make you more uh, emotional and impact your mood and your stress levels. Obviously, I mean I I'd be remiss if I didn't point to sleep. <laughs> you know, when you're underslept, you're underfueled um you're burnt out those are all opportunities for uh for you to be to have an emotional response and to have your mood really be impacted so those are some some really glaring ones to point to um you know raise your hand who's a good person when they're underslept or when they're underfueled and you're not getting enough food or sleep in your day and your system you're just not going to perform mentally you're not going to perform your best physically um, and emotionally you're going to be all over the place, right? So find me a person who is cool, calm, collected um you know when they're underslept, they're you know underfueled and they can still keep everything together emotionally, right? I mean, my husband is maybe one of those people <laughs> because he's in the military and that's specifically what they do for training, right? They they kind of disrupt that that pattern and get you a uh, you know undernourished and underslept and throw things in your face and task, task you with, with things that are pretty intense. And then how do you handle that? Right. But not all of us have, you know, the access to that type of training. So how can we kind of figure this out for ourselves so that we can be better athletes and be the overachievers and, uh, you know, best versions of ourselves. So situations that are difficult for, athletes and overachievers to manage emotions. Um, you know, when you're in pain, um, that's, that's a big one, right? Like how do you show up when you're in pain? We're not our best selves when we're in pain and our emotions and our mood tend to be, uh, all over the place. Right. So that's definitely an opportunity for us to get dysregulated and for us to be all over the place with our emotions. Right. Um, after we make mistakes or if you're not an athlete, w- when you let the ball drop, um, you know, people make mistakes all the time throughout their day to day. But yeah, after you make a mistake, are you able to brush that off? What does that look like for you? So that's, that's a big, uh, a big one for your ability to manage emotions after mistakes. Um, if you are an athlete after a loss, how do you handle a loss? That's, that's also another time when we have that you know, vulnerability to be emotionally, you know, unstable, right? Uh, Another one, this is tough for everybody. Um, I mean, they're all tough for everybody, but receiving feedback. So when your coach is giving you feedback, your boss is giving you feedback, your partner's giving you feedback, how are you receiving that? That's definitely another opportunity for people to get triggered, for their emotions to be, you know, running super high or super low, Um, so those are all things to point to difficult situations where we have that, that stress, um, you know, and, and that emotional instability and that mood can, can definitely shift. So we want to find a way to regulate that, you know, and it's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel annoyed when you make a mistake after you lose a game, after you have a shitty race or a shitty workout, when you receive feedback, you know it's okay to feel those emotions, right? But how are you moving on? How quickly can you move on, right? And when I say it's okay to feel those emotions, like the thing that comes to mind especially for feedback, um something that com- a visual that comes to mind is when I was coaching volleyball and um you know I'd give I'd give my team feedback and I'd just look at the body language of some of the girls on my team and see the shoulders slumped and eyes rolled and things like that. So, I mean, in that case, you know, it's really, really important for coaches and parents, um, to kind of hold, um, hold their athletes accountable for body language and set boundaries. Because in that case, yes, it's okay for you to feel frustrated, angry, annoyed, um right but then is it acceptable for you to talk back to your coach to roll your eyes to swear right like what uh what does that look like so you can feel those emotions without necessarily ex- exhibiting that you know that mood that that um is going to be super ugly that we don't want to we don't want to tap into right so it's okay to feel those feelings but how can we feel them and then move on quickly right so What are some signs that we can tell that we're getting dysregulated, we're getting amped up, we're moving away from the stability and the calm and the relaxation that we want to kind of tap into to be the best version of ourselves, right? So the things that, that happen physiologically, you know, we have increased blood flow, um, sometimes we get sweaty, we start to see tunnel vision, we have an increased heart rate, things are moving super fast. When we start to feel, um, you know, dysregulated, we start to feel out of control with our emotions and like things are shifting. Um, you know, we're getting anxious, we're getting frustrated, we're getting angry. Uh, annoyed, all of those things that can happen when we let those stress levels build up. So those are some messages that your body sends you when you're getting dysregulated, right? So we have to find a way in those moments to slow everything down. That's really, really important to, to slow everything down. So we want to be, make sure that we're getting enough oxygen to our brain, um, that we're breathing, deeply taking in deep breaths because when we're taking in short breaths and we're breathing from our chest, guess what's happening? Our brain is not getting the oxygen that it needs to make good decisions, to make better decisions, right? And that's exactly what happens when we're dysregulated and we have a hard time controlling or managing our emotions. We're really shitty decision makers and all we can focus on is what's going wrong. So that's what happens when your emotional brain is driving. I like to call it the toddler brain, right? Like when that toddler brain, when you let a toddler drive a car, you know, it's, it's never good news. You, you know, things are moving super fast. They're out of control. Um, you're just focusing on what's not going right. So we have to find a way to slow things down in that, in those moments. So your breath is the easiest and quickest, most accessible tool for you to do that, to slow everything down in those moments, right? So after you make a mistake or, you know, when you're playing, how do you reset, you know? I played beach volleyball last night and there was a lot of wind and I hadn't played in wind for a really long time and the ball was just moving all over the place and I was having a hard time adjusting um in serve receive and, you know, passing passing those balls. And I had to find a way to slow everything down to try to reset, to collect my breath, talk to my partner, talking talking out loud helps. Right, I know that when I get frustrated, I start feeling like my confidence is is going down. I get really quiet, so I know that I have to do the opposite of that. Right, I have to talk to my partner. I have to talk about the things that I'm seeing, to talk about the things that are happening, because then that cues me to be prepared for that next play. Right, and so eventually I did come out of it. But if I would have gone in my little turtle shell, um, like I had a tendency to do, you know, a tendency to do that. Um, sometimes when you're getting any, any volleyball player kind of knows when you're getting aced and there's a lot of wind, like it's just, you have to find a way to control what you can control and to talk to yourself and talk to your partner about the things that are happening so that you can better prepare for that and slow everything down in those moments and just find a way to reset. Right. So, um, same thing, like when you're, when you're in pain, Um, So say you're running or you just have pain that shows up for you during your day. It's really, really easy for us to lean on that as a crutch and to give ourselves an excuse to cut our training short or, um, be in a bad mood or whatever. Um, so who are you when you're in pain? Um, you know, what does your character kind of look like? Who are you? Are you able to get yourself out of that and to focus on something else Um, other than the pain? Or do you let yourself focus on the pain and let that just grow stronger, right? Because what you focus your attention on, what you place your attention on, um, does grow stronger. And so that's really, really important, um, to think about when you're in a really shitty emotional state and you want to get yourself out of that. Okay. What are the thoughts that you're thinking about and how can we, how can we disrupt them? So we're going to, we're going to talk about that. Um, and the thing that I really like to use with the athletes and the overachievers that I work with is figuring out a thought disruptor, um, to disrupt that fight or flight pattern that's happening, right? So the fight or flight pattern, um, when you feel like you're being threatened, you're under attack, um, things aren't going your way, right. And you're finding yourself really unstable emotionally and mood wise. We want to find a way to kind of disrupt that self-talk that's happening, right? Because um, when we make a mistake or we get feedback that we don't necessarily love, all we're doing is focusing on what we just heard, how shitty that makes us feel. Um, you know, and really, we're really are we finding a way to reset and to focus on focus our attention on moving forward, right? So focusing on a thought disruptor is super important. Um, I like. You know, slow down is one of my favorite ones because when you make a mistake, you get feedback, or you're in pain, we want to find a way to slow things down. And so uh, I think that speaks to your body and your brain. So I really like that one. You can definitely play around with another thought disruptor that feels good for you. Um, typically, I like to keep them to two words. So one that you can pair with your inhale. Um, for, you know, you're inhaling through your nose for four seconds slow and you're exhaling through your nose for eight seconds down. And so keeping your breath in and out through your nose allows you to send the ultimate calming signal to your nervous system. So we want to keep everything in and out through the nose. Um, even though it might feel like, you know, it might feel better to breathe through your mouth that can, you know, that, that can breed a little bit more anxiety. So making sure that you're um, really focusing on in and out through your through your nose, which I know can be difficult or seem, you know, you can definitely have some resistance to that as an athlete. I know that I did when I first started nasal breathing, but it really does help. It really does make such a big difference when you're um, inhaling and exhaling through your nose, right? So focusing on that thought disruptor after you make a mistake, after something happens, or when you're noticing that you're focusing too much on the pain or too much on the negative or too much on that mistake or something your coach just said, or something your boss just said, then figuring out a way to disrupt that pattern, right? Like recognizing that's the hardest part, right? Is just recognizing that there's a pattern going on and you're letting yourself kind of spin and your mood's worsening, and things are just not getting better. So, finding a way to disrupt that as soon as possible um, is going to be super helpful. So, don't worry if you're not that great at it at first. It takes a little bit of practice to, you know, it's mindfulness exercise. So, mindfulness takes takes practice. You're not going to be great at it right away, but eventually, you're going to find a way to, um, you know, connect with that thought disruptor and interrupt that pattern more quickly each time as you get better at it and kind of rep it out. That makes sense. Um, another thing that's really important for controlling our emotions and allowing us to move on is the reframe of your mistakes. So reframing your mistakes, right? So changing that self-talk that's happening in your head. So I know sometimes in the past, definitely when I've made mistakes, um, I've had like an, oh shit mentality, like, oh shit. Or like, here we go. Right. Which kind of is me planting the seed by saying like, oh shit. Or here we go. You you know, you're essentially planting the seed for more things to go wrong right? So here we go. Like, Oh, been here before know what happens next. So you're kind of just this self-fulfilling prophecy, (laughs) um, which is not great. Like we don't want to call in more mistakes, you know, and we don't want to focus on the, Oh shit. Um, that's it's super unproductive. So it's, it's okay. If your brain goes there, like, Oh shit. Um, how quickly can you, can you bounce back? Right? Like I definitely had an Oh shit moment last night. I I got aced twice and I was like, shit. Um, And then I focused on something technical, right? Like, okay, where was that last, where was that last mistake happening? Like, what, what was that ball doing? Um, where was my body in position to that ball? Okay. What could be different? And then I said that thing out loud to my partner so that she knew I was like, okay, got it platform out early. So she can kind of hear what I'm, what I'm doing. I'm working on and it helps me. Um, it helps me to kind of talk out loud, um, as well. So depending on what your sport is and and different things like that, um, that might be helpful because when we make mistakes, we tend to go inward and our confidence diminishes and we feel embarrassed by our mistakes and we feel like we're disappointing people. Um, maybe not after your first mistake, but after a couple strung together in a row, things can start to feel like that. So make sure you're really mindful of like turning that, Oh shit to something technical, um, that you can focus on with your body. Right. And if you, something you can do to kind of reset, um, you know, so I have a lot of athletes that I have, I give wristbands to, so they can kind of like, look at their wristbands as ready, set, mindful, um, slow down and they can kind of, play with their wristband, or just look at it as kind of a cue to reset. Um, I used to write on my hand all through college and all through my professional career in volleyball, I would write on my hand, um, some, a a reset, right? So I'd write like an offensive goal, a defensive goal that I had, and then something like a mantra, something to, to use to kind of reset. So in between points, I'd look down at my hand and it would just help kind of calm me and remind me that, I have a plan and that is super, super helpful. So having a plan, something to remind yourself of in those moments is really helpful, but essentially we just want to slow everything down for ourselves, right? Refocus our attention and reset. So the four, eight breath, um, is an in-the-moment technique that you can use to soothe your nervous system. Um, it'll shift your physiological response, your mood, um, and help you stabilize your emotions. When you are super high, it'll kind of bring you back to this neutral position that we want to operate out of, right? Um, so that's that's really, really important. So that's something that is really quick. It's really accessible. Um, you know, it literally just takes 12 seconds. You're breathing in through your nose for four out through your nose for eight. Right. And then just noticing your thoughts and your breathing, just slow down, um, as your nervous system is, is coming back to this stability of being right regulated again. Okay. So those are all some things, uh, that are a part of emotional regulation, controlling your emotions. Um, so again, just to kind of summarize the top three tips here, you want to identify, your triggers um and prepare for them. So you want to identify the situations that stress you out, the situations that make you feel out of control and tend to get you in a position where you're feeling a little bit out of control, right? So what is that for you? Is that when you're in pain? Is that after a mistake? Is it after a loss? Is it after you receive feedback? Is it after your teammate says something to you? um, that you don't want to hear probably like feedback, (laughs) um, or maybe it's something different, right? So identifying how you show up, um, and how you want that to look different. And what are those situations where you, you find yourself in those situations, right? Like what, what are those, um, places, people, and things that you can identify, um, you know where where the majority of of the stresses where you're dysregulated, and then you can prepare for them, right? You, by doing visualization, meditation, um, and you could do some breath work um, around those things so that you can be better prepared when those situations do inevitably happen, right? Because you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna be in pain, you're gonna lose sometimes, and people are gonna give you feedback you don't want to hear. How are you showing up? How are you bouncing back from those tough things, right? So the second tip is to put a pre-practice um, and pre-game routine together that works for you. So when we're finding ourselves out of control emotionally and and mood-wise, we want to you know we want to have a mindfulness practice. So we really do want to have these repetitions strung together where we are regulated where our nervous system knows what it feels like to be calm, to be, to be calm, to be, you know, collected, to be in control. Um, so we want to give our nervous system those repetitions just as we would like physical reps. Like we want to, you know, during training, we, um, you know, we we know what it's like to do different types of workouts. Our body's kind of used to those things and can be on autopilot. We want to feel that autopilot with mindfulness so that when we need, uh, to calm down. We need to regulate ourselves in, in moments where it's high stress, high anxiety. Um, we're able to do that because our body knows how. So putting a pre-practice and pre-game routine together, mindfulness routine that works for you is super important, right? And the four, eight breath can definitely be a part of that. That's one that you can use in the moment, um, to calm yourself down. Right. Um, but we also want to use that as many times as you can throughout the day. Um, just to, to get, get our body conditioned, to know what it feels like to soothe our nervous system. Right. Okay. So the third tip is to pick a thought disruptor to get out of fight or flight. So we want to disrupt that pattern that's happening. So pick a thought disruptor, two words that work for you. Um, you know, that can really help you in those moments, disrupt the pattern that you usually get in where your brain is just kind of spinning and tends to go down and deep and dark and the mood's impacted and your emotions are all over the place. So we want to find a way to disrupt that pattern as soon as possible. So the thought disruptor is a pretty sweet tool to be able to do that. Okay. So those are the tips that I have for you for emotional regulation. If you're going to be an emotionally regulated athlete, Um, you know, an athlete who controls their emotions, who's able to bounce back after mistakes, um, gives, you know, is able to receive feedback, um, with a positive attitude, have good body language about that. Um, you know, these are all things that are, are gonna, A, build your character, right? So you're just going to be a decent, awesome human being because you're able to regulate when, when things happen and pop up throughout your day, right? Um so that's going to be that's going to be amazing and coaches, you know, coaches look for that. Um you know, it's it's really helpful. Uh it's just a helpful skill set to be able to have to be in this world, right? Like we need more emotionally regulated people, people that can handle their stress, that are nice to people on the phone, that can um you know, come back and respond when when stress happens throughout the day. Um, so being able to respond in a favorable way is just going to make you better. Um, you know, mentally it'll help your mental performance as well as your physical and obviously your emotional performance as well. So good things to know here. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed this podcast. If you have, make sure to share it with somebody. Um, make sure you review and subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying what you hear so far. And if you haven't go ahead and check out the free mental toolkit on ReadySetMindful.com. give you guys lots of tips and cool things there. So go ahead and just subscribe to that. I would love that. Um, love to connect with you guys. I just started my newsletter, um, with the podcast coming out every Wednesday. So you'll be, you'll be prepared and you'll have a, you know, you'll have links to click to the podcast in that. So make sure you check that out. And as usual, I've loved connecting with you guys in DMS and all of that. So keep those comments coming. I really love when I hear from you guys. So hopefully you have a great rest of your week and I will see you on the next episode.